1: And I will tell you my story, which I describe as truly terrifying, and unfortunately still affects my life today. You will understand why soon. I decided to share this story because it took place exactly two years ago, and because I think it can serve to awaken the prudence of some, especially in this period where the days are shortening. To put into context, this happened October 1st, 2020, in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. I was 17 at the time and had just left my small hometown, a place near Paris, for a provincial town to continue my studies. This was my first time being away from my family, about four hours by train. So I was looking for an apartment, a place to call my own, but I found the prices to be rather unaffordable. So I decided to find roommates instead. I settled in a brand new student residence in the heart of the rich bourgeois residential pavilion. It was a beautiful area, especially compared to the neighborhoods that I would have had to find an apartment in if I were paying for a single by myself. Everything starts out fine. I go to school, but right from the beginning, the teachers let us know that unlike students in other disciplines, we will have classes in person and not remote. So it's likely that we'll be the only students on this part of campus. In short, the first classes are going pretty well, even though I'm slightly awkward and have a little trouble fitting in with the others. There's also this black shadow. On Thursdays and Fridays, I finish at 8 p.m., which means my return to my residence is around 8.45. That allows for time to wait for the train that didn't pass often during the pandemic, and to make the three stops before walking 10 minutes to my house. I typically walk alone on my way to and from school, but in the week of September 1st to the 27th, going to class in the morning, I came across a man three times. The same man dressed in black, wearing a hood, and whose face I could not really distinguish. What bothered me at the time was the fact that it didn't fit in with the neighborhood's chic environment, but I'm not focusing on that per se. The night of October 1st. As usual, I leave school, but unlike other days, I take the train about an hour later than I normally do. I had finally made a friend whom I had discussed taking the bus home with, so I thought that he'd be joining me. But unfortunately, that didn't click. So as usual, I end up waiting alone. And once I'm in the train, I realize that it's just me and the driver. There's nobody else here. So I decided to sit in the four-seat squares to make myself comfortable. At the next stop, which is still in the campus area, I turn my head just as the doors automatically close, and my eyes cross that of a man sitting alone in black. As our eyes catch... The man stands, puts his hand between the doors that were already closing, and enters. While the train is empty, he chooses to sit right in front of me. Intimidated and understanding that the situation is suspicious, I look away. I prefer to look out the window anyway. The more time passes, the more my instinct leads me to believe that this man may have bad intentions. In my head, I begin to develop a plan to ensure that this person doesn't follow me when I have to get off the tram. Once the train arrives at its destination, I decide to leave at the last possible moment. Just as the doors begin to close, I jet from my seat and rush out the door. As I begin walking, I hear a cry, and I turn my head. I see the man who managed to get out, but obviously pinched his fingers while trying to block the door. The man then begins to walk behind me. This time I'm sure I'm being followed. As I accelerate the pace, I hear the man do the same. I can even hear his breath inching nearer. At this point, nearly in a panic, I decide to feign a phone call. Perhaps the sound of me talking to somebody may do enough to scare him away. As I begin to fake a conversation, the man turns away. Success. But no sooner do I lift my phone to my face, does it actually start to ring. I believe that he heard this and quickly understood the deceptive move that I had just pulled. As I turn around to acknowledge whether or not he's still following me, I see that he has taken something out of his pocket and slipped it into his hand. It's dark out so I can't exactly tell what it is, but I know that it's meant for me. In that moment, he starts screaming and rushing after me. I take off down the street in a full sprint at this point. I end up running into one of my roommates who happens to be out with a group of his friends. I throw myself into his arms and say something to the effect of, It's great to see you. I've had a rough day, and I'm really glad that I found you. I'm glad that my roommate is so perceptive, because he knew that something was wrong. As I threw myself at him, he saw the man that had been rushing at me moments before, reverse course after being just a few meters behind me. I turned to look over my shoulder one final time before walking off, just in time to see that man duck down an alley, never to be seen by me again. Later that night, in my room alone, I'm crying as I realize what had just almost occurred. I think back about the actions, and I realize that that was the same man that I had seen three times last week. I decide then that I'm gonna make a statement to the police. The next day, I was notified that the surveillance videos of the train had revealed the identity of the person. He was a wanted man for assault and armed robbery. Apparently, he took pleasure in assaulting rich girls to humiliate them, physically victimizing them before stealing from them. That's why he prowled in my neighborhood. It made my blood run cold, and I decided then to go home to my parents. Apparently the man was found two weeks later in another city after assaulting a young girl in a store. The moral of the story, pay attention to yourself, especially at night. And above all, nothing is better than to follow your instinct. We took it all, we brought them to
0: our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold, the rage of the earth. We made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs, we did not see. We could not, but she did, and in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2.
1: Play it now with
0: Game Pass.
1: My roommate and I have talked about this night several times, because he's told me that the look on my face that night sticks with him to this day. He had never seen such fear on a human's face before. While nothing terrible happened to me in this story, it's definitely kicked up a feeling of distrust. I constantly remain on guard, especially when it comes to meeting people with hoodies on. And now I keep pepper spray in my bag, because you never know what lurks on the next train. This happened three nights ago, and I'm going crazy trying to figure it out. I just moved into a new apartment about a month ago, and I'm still unpacking and settling in. I've been using my parents' address as my mailing address. And they live a few towns over, maybe about 20 minutes, and I've been using this address all my life. Three nights ago, my parents call me at 2am, freaked out, and they proceed to tell me this story. Apparently, about an hour before, someone starts banging on their front door and repeatedly ringing the doorbell. My stepdad walks downstairs, opens the door, leaving the front glass door closed and locked. There was a man standing outside who looked to be in his 30s, wearing a black hoodie with the hood pulled up around his face. He didn't have any distinguishing facial features, facial hair, or tattoos. The only thing my stepdad said was that he looked to be Hispanic. Neither my stepdad or my mother, who was watching the whole thing out the window, recognized the man. He says, I'm so sorry to bother you, but I'm looking for my full name. My stepdad plays dumb and says, Who? The man proceeds to state my full name again, and says that my boyfriend is worried because I didn't come home that night. He claims to be a friend of my boyfriend, and tells my stepdad that they are both out looking for me, worried because I didn't show up at home. Now, I don't have a boyfriend. I live by myself, with my three dogs, and haven't been in a relationship for the past five to six months. Here's the weird part. My stepdad asked the guy what boyfriend he was talking about, and the man tells him the name of the boyfriend that I had when I was in 10th grade, nearly 20 years ago. My boyfriend in the 10th grade has a very, very unique Italian name, i would never met anyone with a full name even close to his. He says my high school boyfriend's name a few more times to ensure my stepdad heard him, and repeats that they're very worried about me. Is my stepdad sure that I'm not inside? At this point my stepdad is thoroughly weirded out and closes and locks the door in his face. The man doesn't leave though. He lingers in front of my parents house for the next 10 minutes, smoking cigarettes and talking on the phone. Finally, my parents call the cops. About 5 minutes before the cops arrive, the man walks down to the dead end of their block and then drives away in a silver car. My stepdad was unable to get the license plate. My parents file a police report, and nothing else happens. After I hear this story, I'm going nuts over the weird details. How would someone know who I dated nearly 20 years ago, and what would the motive be of making up a story that included that weird detail about my past? I haven't had contact with a 10th grade boyfriend in over a decade. Yesterday I decided to message him on Facebook to see if he has any insight. I tell him the whole story, and he's just as confused as I am. And also claims to have no part in it i'm at a loss i'm also really freaked out that some strange man is going through that much trouble at 1am to look for me any insights or ideas would be greatly appreciated because i'm literally racking my brain trying to figure out what this was all about around 2015 or 2016 i moved to florida from california to go to college I was about 18 at the time. I was staying in a small studio by myself, pretty far from the university, but close enough to where my apartment was considered the hangout spot. To paint a picture of how it looked, it was in the shape of a rectangle with only one window. So you walk in, and it's the living area, then the kitchen, then the bathroom, with closets on the right side of the wall. One particular night, I had about six friends over at my apartment. It was four guys and three girls total, including me. We were partaking in illegal activities, drinking and smoking. We were all under 21. So when I got a knock on my door, I thought it was a neighbor about to complain either about the smell or the noise. I checked the peephole and saw a lady, whom I instantly recognized as a panhandler that's always at the corner street of my apartment complex. So I opened the door and asked her if I could help her with anything. She had a towel over her shoulder and said, Hey, I've been going around door to door, but everyone keeps turning me away. I was wondering if I could please just take a shower. I promise I don't want anything else. I just want to clean myself. Any sane person would have said no and told her to keep it moving. But I was a dumb 18-year-old empath that was high as balls and also silently panicking at the moment. So I said yes, and I walked her into my bathroom, told her how to turn on the water, where the soap was, and walked out. The look of terror on my friend's faces was priceless. All at once, they started asking why I had done that, and if I realized how dangerous the situation could be. Was there someone waiting for her outside? Did she have a gun? Was she about to try and rob us? One of them even went to the kitchen to grab all the knives and then hid them just in case she tried anything. Then we all went quiet, just anxiously waiting for her to finish showering. When she was done, she came out of the restroom, I walked her to the door. She said, may God bless you, and I never saw her again. Not outside, not at the corner. You could say what I did was stupid. But I know that I have some good karma coming my way one day.
0: Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X.